What's up, everybody? This is Gary Owen. My guest this week is Tony Rock. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, who's I, I, I've had Lunell on twice, Faison on twice, and Russell Peters on twice. You Yeah, company. baby. I'm a two-timer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the white guy motif you have going on here. Like you're like a combination it? of Larry Bird and Eminem. Is that what it is? Like, well, it's 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 all the white guys that are really good in black dominated genres. Okay, okay. So I figured, I'm, okay, because I've been called that. So you should put like uh, Emerald Lagasse up there. Oh, and, and white cooking. guy in Cajun cooking. I never thought of that. Yeah. Who else would it be? Who um, else would be up there? Uh, Tyson Fury now. Tyson Fury. The yes, boxer. yes. Tyson Fury could go. Hmm, I'm trying to think. We were just talking before we started. I whipped out my chapstick. People don't know in comics writers, we got liquor, <laughs> food. I go, I'll cancel shows if I ain't got chapstick. Yo, I feel so inadequate when I don't put chapstick on. It's just, I was driving here like, damn, my chapstick. Should I stop and get chapstick? But I had already said I was going to stop and get food. And I think that pizza shop around the corner is a drug front because it took me a half hour to get that little pizza. That I, little tiny pizza? A half hour. There was nobody in there. Two guys in the back just chopping it up. I'm like, this is a, this is a front. Like, uh, what is it? A mattress firm? Yeah, yeah. Mattress. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Every time I see a mattress firm, I'm going, what's really going on with this business? Yeah. They're in every, every city. But every three blocks is another one. So you don't realize you're driving on. But I've, I, I, I thought it was like that, but then I realized I probably bought four beds in the last eight years, and they've all been from mattress firm. You bought four beds in the last eight years? I haven't bought a bed since 2000. And well... Three. You haven't gone through a divorce. Okay, true, true, true. Gotta get a new bed. <laughs> I'm like, yes. You had to get a couple of new beds. Couple of new beds. You know what I mean? She got the house you got right new, now. You have new house, new beds. I don't have a new house. I just, I, I had to get a new bed. What do you miss way. most from the old house? The, the thing that you look for in your new house, you're like, damn, it's over there. Well, I... Besides, we had ama course. amazing TVs. Um, you know, we're, we're in the entertainment business. Right. So I had some dope TV. Wait, like was this the, the house with the pool in the back that, like, had, was, like, on some That was the one in, um, I saw yeah, yeah, that yeah, you no, had, like... That was a dope, that's a dope th show. That was Chicago, uh, Cincinnati. That was Northern California. Northern, yeah, okay. And then yeah. the Cincinnati house, though, what I missed most about that one was we had the big basement. You know, Ohio, Midwest, we got yeah, basements. Yeah. I'm in an apartment now, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll get back on my feet. Thanks, <laughs> It's fine. How'd your brother handle it? <laughs> hey, man. Listen. Honestly, I wanted my divorce to go down like your brother's. Nobody knew no, it you was don't. over. Well. No, you don't. Yeah, you're right. I heard about. No, nobody in the public knew. We knew. Yeah. We got the phone calls. We were up late nights like, okay, oh, just yeah. put it on speakerphone and just let him talk. Like we. But uh, I guess I should mean from a PR perspective. Right, right, right. right. Mine just went, I was like, yo, again? Again? Another? I was like this. Oh, my God. And you know what's like, I don't want to talk about your relationship, but every time I saw you and your ex-wife together, it looked like, oh, shit, okay, they're they doing it right. Yeah. It looked, then from the, from the outside looking in, it was like, okay, they look like they got it, you know? Yeah. But that's yeah. the thing, to, to really be, I, I, I say this all the time, like, to really have a successful relationship, you've got to keep that shit out the public. You've got to stay away from... Man. Because you can go through your shit, and nobody has to know about it. My, my next one... Um, You're going to get married again? No, I'm talking about just relationship. Okay. I'll probably never post. I have a post right, of yeah, her. Yeah. Because it, it is true. Like, I, I look at people like um, Joseph Sakura. You never see his wife on social media. Right. Andrew Schultz just started to post his wife. They seem okay, happy as yeah. any. Because he, he got married. Joe Rogan. I can Rogan, tell you yeah. his wife. I didn't even know Rogan was married. I, exactly. Look, people didn't know I had a girl until I had a child. I didn't. 
I had a baby. I posted the baby, and they were like, wait, wait, who's the girl? Right. And that's why we're happy. Because exactly. nobody knows. I, I'm not... No reason. What did they say? Uh, what's the, I saw a meme one time on Instagram. It's like, Jay-Z and Beyonce could have broken up a thousand times, and we wouldn't have known it, because they don't put their shit on social media. Right. Everybody that's all... The, the couples that are always like, oh... Goals and couple goals. Yo, yo they going through it. Yo, I'm the ones that's always you, like they're this overcompensating. Is, especially like it'll be like black love, hashtag black love, and they going through it. They mm -hmm. overcompensate, right? Yeah. What was uh, uh Megan Good and, and uh the, the pastor? Devin. They were supposed to be so anointed and uh, I don't want to man. I don't want to because every time I talk about somebody, it's always like I get a lot of flack on social media. Like I'm a well, no, I mean you're just saying like you're you can't compare your relationship to anybody off social media right. is what you're saying. Right. I, I said that when I was married. I said, do not. People always say, what, they would ask me, what's the key to a, have a relationship? I go, right. I don't know about that, but I, knew, I, I do know never compare yourself never to another couple. Because right. like you said, I, I, I'm to the point now, after going through divorce, I can almost see through those posts. Like, oh, they're right. completely overdoing right. it. Right. Man. They're doing that for them. They're doing that so they look, feel better about the look. How yeah. it looks when they know that the real look is horrible. Yeah. But as far as social media, you shouldn't compare any anything, not even couples or lifestyle, anything. Yeah. Because it's all fake. Yeah, you ain't lying. Everybody wants to look better than they really are on social media. Everybody wants to look like they're doing better on social media. Mm -hmm. Their relationships are stronger. Their friendships are deeper. It's all bullshit. A real friendship, you don't have to post. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like um, you always hear this, you know, a real friend, you ain't got to see them for a year. Right. And then right. when you see him, it's like no time has passed. Exactly. You know? My cousin, Sherrod, Sherrod Small. You know Sherrod Small. Yeah. Comedian. That's my cousin. Uh, we go years, months, years. Pandemic. Didn't see each other the whole pandemic. Got back to New York. First day. Hey, man. Like, pick right back up. We don't have yeah. to talk to each other. We don't have to call each other. It's my real yeah. homie to the day I die. And you don't and you don't take it personal when they don't call. Right. You're like, oh, just right. time got away from you or whatever. You don't yeah. even think nothing of it. Yeah. So Very few friendships that you have like that in life, and you should definitely cherish the ones that you do have like that. Yeah. I got a couple guys like that. I got my buddy Mike and my buddy Paul from high school. They're just like, when the three of us get together, Yeah, it's just like, it's like we're back in 11th grade. Yep. Just hanging yep. out. And you don't, you don't need to post it on social media. It just is what it is. Right, exactly. And they, you know, they don't even call you Gary Owen. They probably call you G or something like that. You know, like my boys, I'm Tone to them. Yeah. Everybody, Tony Rock. They're like, oh, it's just Tone. Like, yeah. With, with, with my brother, it's like, when we together, it's just like, Oh my God, Chris Rock! I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Like, I forgot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot you. You're like this. I forgot Chris. These people love you. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talk about bullshit. We like, yo, man, that, that new fucking. You had the new M and M's. We just talk about bullshit, yeah. right? And the world's like, oh my God, I'm, I know they over there having a deep conversation. Like, nothing. Oh, you know, I just realized too. Oh my God, Chris's ex was from Oakland. It's true. Oh my God, this is true. Maybe that's a reality show. <laughs> Hold on. I produced my ex's own reality show, Extras from Oakland. Because isn't is Nicole Murphy? Is oh, she I don't from know. the Bay? I don't know. I read somewhere there was like, it was like some weird statistic where it was like all these, all these celebs were married to women from the Bay. You know what? I'm not married to a woman from the Bay, but I do very good numbers with women from the Bay. Hold on. Last time you was on, you said Ohio. No, Ohio's uh, easy. That's a cakewalk. Tony, Tony you know just that. say Earth. Like <laughs> Listen, Tony, Tony, Tony Rock. Bay Area, man. I, something about me, they like me up there. They like me in the Bay. I'm friendly. I'm friendly, yes. Look, but the, the Bay's friendly. I got the married Bay's to not Bay friendly. Jay. The Bay is not friendly. The guys are the guys are not friendly. Yeah, the guys true. are the rudest motherfuckers in the world. Oakland side. Yo, the, the guys in, the, in Oakland are so rude, 
it makes me seem like stuck up around them. We was at oh, the yeah. uh, perfect. We was at the Devin Haney fight. Devin Haney, uh, Jojo Diaz. Yeah, recently fought. He's from the Bay. I didn't know that. Two rows of of, of black dudes. I was gonna say niggas, like from the Bay, just going, yeah, fool, hey, nigga. like bumping into me. Yo, my man, my man, my man. Hey, man, fuck that shit, man. Yeah, they, yo, fam, fam, come on, man. Like after like three rounds, I'm like, yo, these dudes are fucking rude, man. Like I'm not enjoying myself. These guys are, every girl, back that hoe. Look at this hoe, bitch, bitch. I was like, damn, they really act like this all the time. Look at Marshawn Lynch. It was it was thirty Marshawn Lynch. That's how next wait, to me. Since you're talking to me, I was like, that's what Marshawn Lynch. That's they why. was jumping up, and then one guy got in an argument, and all of them jumped up. And I said, come on, man, all of y'all not gonna fight the guy. Like, why y'all all gotta? Get... They're not gonna all fight this guy. Why? Is yeah. it? They just guys from the Bay are rude. I know it makes me seem like a sucker to even say that, but they're fucking rude. You're talking, but you're talking about Oakland, Oakland Bay, Oakland. There's Oakland. different parts of it. Well, I caught flack because during the pandemic, um, a guy came up and was threatened me in the Bay. I was at this Antioch Mall, mm. and this dude came up on a bike. It was a little bike, and I was just leaving the gym. My guy had a a private gym, so. I want people to be like, I was working out <laughs> at a public gym in the Bay. It was private, one-on-one. Right. I'm walking to my car in the parking lot, and I could see him. He's on a little bike. and did, like, a right-hand turn, and he started to come towards me. And literally, he was going to come at me. I'm telling you, Tony, he was going to do something. Wait, was something. this based on the divorce? or No, no, this is during the pandemic. It was, like, a year and a half ago. Okay, okay. Literally, he was coming for me, basically. And he just went. He said something like, Oh, shit, I know who you is. All right, Dan. Some shit like that, and I go, what the fuck was that? No, no, but no, I'm sorry. He came to me first, he goes, yeah, you see I'm black, you white. And then he made some comment like, motherfucker, you see me, or something like that. And I I just kind of smiled, he he literally went from, oh man, I know who you is, that motherfucker from TV, right? (laughs) It's like, yo. Just so you know, the all right then, for the people watching, the the all right then was like, I was gonna do something. But now it's cool. All right, then. All right, then. I was going to shoot you. All right, then. Dude, stomach drop. There's been, like, two, three times in my life where my stomach dropped, like, oh, my God, is this the time I find out how I'm going to act if a gun is pulled? Really? Because we always say that shit. It's not funny how when people get guns pulled on, they, we all act like we know how we react. Right. Until it happens. Yeah. Never had a gun pulled on me. But did two, three times I thought it was going to happen... I think I'm the guy that freezes. Look, that's what that's what that's what our lives go this way. I've had so many guns pulled on me. Now it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, this nigga got a gun on me. Nah, not me. I must be in the right. Space. I had a gun pulled on me in junior. The first time I ever had a gun in my face was junior high school. A guy in junior high pulls a gun. No, out? a guy, an older guy, came to my. Ju- I was dating a girl in junior high school. I, she was very, you know, I, I did very good in junior high school. And uh, she was like, she was like the fine chick in the school, but she was kind of fast. She was faster than me. And my mother didn't like me talking to her. My mother was like, I got that girl's too fast. I don't like her. She's too street. You know, I don't, I don't like her for you. But she was gorgeous, and I was in love with her. And, you know, you can't tell your son anything right. when their heart's Especially involved. in eighth grade. Right. Seven, this was like seventh seven. And uh, another girl that lived in her neighborhood, the girl I was dating who lived in her neighborhood, told this guy, like, hey, you know she's talking to this guy at my school. And I come out of school one day for lunch. We get out for lunch, and I walk into the pizza shop. And two dudes, like, now, keep in mind, I'm 13 and at the time, I was like this, and I was short. I didn't have my growth spurt until like yeah, 10th grade. Yeah, you're fat as fuck now. Dude. I didn't have my, I didn't, no, my height. I didn't get height until 10th yeah. grade. So I come out of school, and two dudes, they, they might have been 17, but they were old to me. 
That's a big jump, 13 to 17. Yeah, so he's like, hey, shorty, come here, man. And like, I didn't run. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to run. I'm going to look weird if I run. So I just stopped and turned around. And he comes over like, yo, you, your name's Tony? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you dating so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. That's your girlfriend? I said, yeah. And he turns to the other guy like, yeah, it's him. And that guy comes over and pulls a gun out, puts it in my face like, yo, that's your girl? And I'm still like so stupid. I don't, I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, that's my girl. He's like, I don't want to hear about you talking to my girl no more. They told me you talking to her. I don't want to hear you talk. Don't say nothing to her no more. I came up here to beat your ass, but you're too small for me to fight. And he put the gun away and walked away. Now, but the, what he didn't know, my brother, my oldest brother, is a murderer. Mm -hmm. Bodies, like bodies. So I run home, and my brother's just in the house watching TV, smoking a joint. Like, what's up? I'm like, this dude just pulled a gun on me. He was like, where? I'm like, in front of the school. Let's go. And he just fucking goes to the room and just... Rambo shit. Gets my father's car and drives back up to the school. And he's like, listen, when you get out, walk up to the guy, just point at him and walk away. Don't say anything to him. Just make sure you acknowledge to me that that's the guy and walk away. I said, okay, bet. I get up there. And I'm like a little excited because my big bro's coming to defend me. Yeah. I didn't know he's coming to kill a guy, but I walk up and I'm looking around for the guy. He's not there. I walk back up to the car. I'm like, I don't see him. He's like, okay, when you come out of school at the end of the day, same thing. Just stand there. If you see him, point at him and walk away. Come outside, my brother's just sitting in the car. And he's like, don't just, don't acknowledge me. Just keep walking. I'm, I'm looking for the guy. I don't see him. And he's like, get in the car. We get back in the car, go home. And he's like, if you ever see him again, just let me know. I'll come up here and take care of him. And that was like 13, first gun in my face. And then like two years later, I'm at a party, dancing with some girl. Hey, get the fuck away from my girl. Then I'm in high school, graduation. Hey, motherfucker. So now a gun's just like, oh, damn it. Here we go again. Jesus Christ, Tony. Shout out to, to Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Yeah, you got some PTSD. The real bed Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh yes, I, have, I definitely have PTSD. I absolutely have PTSD. I'm, I'm, did you smash? No, I was junior high school. I had probably tongue kissed and maybe finger fucked, but oh, man. yeah, I didn't get no. I wasn't almost pussy died and didn't even smash. Pussy, no, the good here's a good thing about that story. Here's <laughs> a sure, good thing about that story. I'm sure that 17 year old is just a great servant to society right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's just an asset. No, you want to hear something great about that story? Years later, ye I'm talking about years later, I'm on Wendy Williams when she had the radio show in New York. Yeah. And we're talking, and I tell her the story, and the girl calls the radio station. No way. And she's like, I just want to say, you know, congratulations on all your success. Give me the pussy now. You know, tell your moms. I said, hi, your family was always so nice to me. And, and then Wendy's like, so what are you up to now? Like, you guys want to hang out? And then she goes, no, I'm, I'm, I have kids. And I'm, No. She's like, I'm... Hold on. The girl that was yeah, fucking girl, like yeah. in your eyes had kids. <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm, I have children, and, you know, Tony's moved on with his life, and I'm like, yeah, I have. She called in. She called the radio station, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I wish I, knew, I wish you knew the guy's name. Cause I, I know can, his nickname, but it was... Because I, I, I do this sometimes, like, um, when my brother got put in jail, I would start going to Ohio inmates, and I because they'd update the mugshot. Right. And that's really the only way you can kind of see what they look like. Right, right, right. So Or visit them. We're not like that. <laughs> the only way I can keep in touch is Look, to go online. No, no, Or no. just visit him. Not that kind of relationship. Okay, all right. No, he deserved to be locked up. Okay. But um, I, that's how I would keep up with him. So that's how I got when, like, oh, you can look people's names up. And I don't know how it's in other states. I've only done Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. But I, I would, I start watching the first 48, and I would go now, and I'd be like, let me see if I can look this dude up now and see what he looks like now. It's weird. Like, you watch first 48, and you see a young guy, like, 18 get locked up. Yeah. It's been 10 years ago. And then you see him in prison, got a full beard. I go, ooh, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's in the he's, system. He's acclimated. Yeah. 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 He's in the system now. But I never knew that until my brother got locked up. Like, you can go different. Anytime I see, like, a big thing in the paper or something, I'll, I'll 
I'll just go. I mean, I don't know. I'm curious like that. Yeah, that's kind of weird, man. I don't Is wanna, it? Like, my brother, my brother got You're... locked up several times, and I never, went, I never want to step foot in the jail. I never, ever want to step foot in the jail. I just, that's not something I'm just looking for. I, when I got, I got a DUI in LA one time, I had to spend a night in jail. But other than that, I'm like, I'm not stepping foot in jail to see anyone. Rihanna's a prison guard in the Navy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I went to Brig school. They called it the Brig. Uh huh. But uh, it's, we were in Annis, Alabama. So I went to school for like six weeks. And then, um, you know, I would have to take the guys that uh, we, back then, if he was on the ship, uh -huh. we had the little jail on the ship in case we were underway and somebody got locked up. But a lot of guys would get like, they have a choice. It'd be like 30 days restriction, which means you can't leave the ship for 30 days. Sheesh. And we'd be in port. God. That means you can't go out or nothing. You just got to stay on the ship. Or three days bread and water. So a lot of guys would take the three days bread and water. Three days bread and water in the jail? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd definitely take that. So, but we couldn't do it on the ship. If we were in port, we had to take them to the brig. It was in, um, it was in Miramar, Miramar, California, mm -hmm. like 30 miles north of San Diego. So we'd take them to the brig. <laughs> this is what they don't tell you when you become that. So you drive them there. They're in the van. They're handcuffed. I'm driving the van. And on the way there, they're cool. The three days on the way there before, right. they're just talking. Yeah, I'll be out three days. And just, I'll bullshit with them a little bit. Then you get there. And they have to strip naked. They gotta get down, spread their butt cheeks apart. Yeah, and see, cough. that's why I'm not visiting. Uh, uh, I'm not visiting anybody. Lift their ball sack up, and I have to witness this because I'm with the prison wow. guards. I, I was the transport. When I tell you, when I go to pick them up three days later, and they got to do it again before they leave, and then they get in the van. Nobody ever spoke a fucking word. Nobody said a word on the drive. It was literally like I violated them. They're just sitting there like, let's just have silence while we reflect on the last three days. But it was, it was, it was everyone that did it, got the three days bread and water. When they came back, I, I had to process them out and everything. But once they was able to leave the ship, all of them did the same thing. They ran that goddamn uh, was it Burger King or McDonald's on the base? McDonald's. Boom. It was like verbatim. I just watched. So three days bread and water means you literally, literally get bread and water for three days. Three times. A day, you get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bread, bread and water. Literally, they put a loaf of bread, boom, and you get like 15 minutes to eat. So however much wow. bread you can eat in 15 minutes, and then the water's always there. The water, they get the water out of the sink. Yeah. And then they have a Bible. It's a bed. You know, there's no, it, was it bars or was it just glass? I can't remember, but um, it was a bed, a Bible, and the sink, and a toilet. Wow. And you, know what's you know what's interesting? Like, that story's interesting on very many levels, but... It's always interesting to hear a comic's story. Yeah. Like, like I was a prison guard in the Navy. Like, get the fuck, what? Like, right. Earthquake was in the Navy. Get the fuck out of here. Like, Sinbad was in the Air Force. Donnell Rollins was in the service. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's like how people get to comedy. Just, everybody's story is just like, what, get, really? You uh, were finger banging a girl in junior high and getting guns <laughs> pulled on you. I at 13. I said, I'm going to tell jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna follow my brother's footsteps. Man. You got he had two brothers. The killer or the comedian. No, I got a lot of brothers. I got seven oh, no, brothers. Too many of you yeah, I got seven brothers. Yeah, it, it is funny to think about um how every comic, like how they got into the business. My last job. What was your last job before you Navy. That was it. And then... Well, you know, I was active duty when I got on BET. I was oh, wow. in San Diego. I took a week's leave and drove up. And you know, they used to film comic view in a week. Yeah. I took a week's leave and filmed. Drove back down to San Diego. No lie, Tony. I am on Comic View and waving cars on the base at the same time. And every now and then a brother would pull up and be like, motherfucker, what you want to be this 
what? Yeah, yeah, keep it going, player. Have a good day. <laughs> but I knew I was getting out. I was on the way out. Right. I just happened to like, oh my God, I got this opportunity. Then we go up. Because I, when I, when did you come to LA and start hitting the stages? Uh, I didn't come to LA. See, I was a New York. I'm a New York comic. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I was. I, I'm a New York comic. I started in New York and worked for years. Got in every club in New York. I did Montreal Comedy Festival. What year? Two thousand and. One? Yeah, just two? a couple. Yeah, you're a couple years behind. Yeah, me. and then uh, you know, once you do Montreal, that's game changer. Yeah, so then back I got, then. Then I got invited to California. I was always told you don't go to LA until you're invited. Mm. You don't just pop up one day and go, hey, I'm gonna quit my job and move to LA because now you're out here on an, in a new place and nobody knows you. Mm -hmm. So there's no meetings. There's no hey, let's do a general because nobody knows you're here. Yeah. So I did Montreal, then got invited out. And when I came out, I was already pretty much, pretty much passed at the clubs because they knew. I had worked in New York, and I, they knew my name from Montreal. Yeah. So about 2003, I came out and started working. Yes, yeah, so I was. You're you was a few years behind me mm. when um I did Comic View, and because I would just drive up from San Diego. Right. And that's how I got my name out here in LA a little bit, because I would do all the black rooms. Cause I couldn't get up at the mainstream rooms. You know, I, I I took a day off one time, and Tuesday night Tuesday was the open mic at the comedy store where you stay in line for right, four right, hours. Right. And I did it did it a couple times. Just didn't get the my name drawn, and it finally got drawn, and um, not the knock, Mitzi Shore, but she didn't watch my set. Right. Five of us got on that night, and it was four girls and me, and I was fifth out of fifth. She was. Gone. She was holding court with the four girls. Oh wow. She was talking to them while I was on stage, and I got off, and I go, she didn't watch me. So the next day I called, and I said, did I make it? And they go, no. I said, Is there a reason? He's like, no. And then the the four girls made it. I was like, oh this. wow, wow. I was looking at it like this. Uh -huh. Yeah, see, when I came out, I had people from New York call, like, hey, he's coming out. Can we get him a spot Monday or Tuesday? So I literally gotten the store, the improv, and the Laugh Factory. I got in all three clubs in three days. My, oh, you did the run? Yeah, my, run. my open mic, my, uh, my audition for, I got in on Sunday night. I think my, my uh, audition at the, at the uh, improv was that Sunday night, I think. No, the comedy store was that Sunday night. The improv was Monday, and Laugh Factory was Tuesday. I got no, three in three days. That was the mainstream nights. Mainstream nights, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I did improv was Monday night. But this was when Lester Barry was hosting. Man. Yeah, he, shot, he, shit on, he shit on me for no reason. Like, why? to this day, Lester Barry and I will never be friends ever, never, ever. Why did he ever. shit on you? I don't know why. I had never stepped foot in the building. I walk in the improv, and he has, I'm like, hey, who's the host? And they're like, uh, Lester Barry. And I walk over. And here's the, the crazy thing is, when I got to, got to L.A., every comic I met I had seen on something. Yeah. Everybody, I was like, oh shit, that's the guy from, that's the guy from. So I thought everybody was like, you know, on another fucking level for me. Yeah. I was like, these guys I've seen on TV. And I saw Lester Barry, like, oh shit, I saw you on um, Jamie Foxx or something like that. He was like, yeah, I... And I'm like, <laughs> you got the list, I'm Tony Rock, I'm on the show tonight. And he's like, I'm like, when do I go up? And he looks at the list, he goes, you ain't next. Oh, okay. I walk away like, yo, this guy's a dick. Now, keep in mind, I'm still uh, 20 seconds out of Brooklyn. I'm yeah. still on my Brooklyn shit. So I'm like, okay, this guy's a dick. Let me just walk away from him. And then I, I chill for a little bit. He brings a few comics up. Then he comes up and says, uh, you next, man. What you want me to say? You Chris Rock's brother? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that? I might be some bitter like, shit. I'm like, I should just punch this motherfucker in the face right now and just leave. What was the other brother's I'm name still on Brooklyn shit. You know what I'm saying? But I go, fuck it. I go, hey, man, if you don't know what to say about me, just say the same intro you said for the last guy. Just say the same thing for the last guy. Yeah. And he goes up on stage and goes, this next, like, he does a set. Like, you, you gotta keep it going. This next dude, uh, I don't know if he's funny. I never seen him before, but he Chris Rock brother, so I guess. And I'm literally like walking on stage, like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? 
That's crazy. And I lean, but I lean into that set. I lean into that shit. And when I come off there, like, yo, you passed. Here's the number to call for avails. And then he comes over, like, hey, I got a room on Thursdays. I do. And I just turned my back and walked away. And I was like, I really want to fuck this dude up bad. You never talked to him since? I know we spoke, but we not. But, but it's like, hey, what's up? Oh yeah, all right, all right. And then he was invited me to the room. I didn't show. I didn't take his number. And then he started working the factory, and I would see him all the time. I'm like, that's that dude, man. I should get him. I should really. And then one start, shit started going good for me. I'm like, all right, let me, you know, leave that bullshit behind. I don't want to be like this. Okay, street, let me ask you this. The street guy. Have you ever, looking back on your career, hosting stuff like that, or doing shows, and somebody like a young guy comes up, you ever like accidentally shit on somebody, trying to be funny? Because it's easy to get the laughs. Not easy, but uh, trying to get a laugh, and like somebody could have taken it wrong. No. No. I did. Only, but you know why? Because it's different for me. I just remember all the years before when I was wanting to be on stage and like, you know, mm -hmm. doing the bringer shows and the open mics and all that stuff. I remember the times that people would push me out the way to get to my brother. Like literally, yeah. like if I'm in this chair right here, they would like slide through here to get to my brother and I like not even say hello or hi. So I always remember that. I was always like, when I get on, I'm never going to be that dick to people. I'm never going to do that. Yeah. I did it by accident to Who? Cat Williams. Really? Of all people. <laughs> really? Of all people. <laughs> well, what it was, it was funny because you made me think of it because of Monday nights at the improv. Right. So it, when when I first got to LA, it was uh, Speedy was hosting Monday Speedy, nights. Speedy. Spe uh, Jamie uh, James Fox's guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, James Guy. Yeah. And then Zoo Miller took it over. He took it over from Speedy. Zoo Miller. Um, yeah, at a, he lives in Atlanta now. Corey Zoo Man Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, then they were starting to rotate it, right? Well, they called and said, you want to host um, for a month, every Monday for a month. I said, yeah. So the first two weeks I went up, uh, I noticed that by the time I go up, they're still coming in. You're hosting. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I bring the first comic up, they're kind of settling. By the second, third, they're in the pocket. Right. You know? When I fucked, when I fucked up, Cat was first on the lineup, right? But so, it, wasn't, it wasn't today's Cat in your defense, No, no, right? no. No, but... Where I fucked up is I'm going off the two weeks before. So before I bring Cat up, I said, look, before I bring your first comic, this is going to be like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl had just aired the night before on Sunday. Right. And it was, um, it, was the, uh, it was the Titans one. Rams and Titans? Oh, uh, one yard short? Yeah. Okay. And the Super Bowl ended amazing, but it started off so slow. People mm -hmm. forget that first half sucked. And I go, look, the show's going to be just like the Super Bowl last night. It's going to be slow. a little slow. <laughs> We're going to build, build, <laughs> and by the end, it's going to be crazy, right, right. right? Cat's first. So Cat, literally, I don't realize what I just did. I basically shit on uh, him. This motherfucker thinks oh. I'm slow. Let me tell you. <laughs> he went like this. Did, did this motherfucker just say <laughs> I'm slow? <laughs> this show's going to start slow? <laughs> oh, it's like this. Oh, and I'm on the side going, oh, fuck. That's not how I right, wanted that right, to come right, out. Right, right, right. So then... Cat, I, I, when I tell you, I think he did the same set he did on the BT Comedy Awards, verbatim. That fire, how can you fuck up your self-esteem? Bitch, it's called it's self. Yeah, yeah. And then something Esteem else, something else. yourself, yeah. And he had that Biggie joke where he, he acted like he was pushing the car and it broke down. And when that Biggie song came on, it, it was like an automatic standing oh, up. Oh, he did that on Comic View. Yeah, he jumps out yeah. and pushes the car. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. You know, the little hat and everything. Yes, yes, yes. So he did that. You know, room's on fire. And he goes, he, I'll never forget Cat went. He said, I'm Cat Williams. How's that for the Super Bowl? Damn. Let's like this. I go, I just walked in and say, you go, wow, he took that the wrong way. I did wow. not mean it like that. I got, I got super white. I go, 
That guy took that the complete wrong way. What Chill, I was trying bro. to say, <laughs> and then I talked to him afterwards. I go, dude, my fault. Yeah. Came out wrong completely. I said, you know what's funny? I, I saw that bit that he did, that pushing the car bit on B Comic View. Uh-huh. And when I, Biggie. And when I, when I came to, well, they, they didn't play Biggie on Comic View. They had a generic, you know, baseline. But yeah. when I came to L.A., my manager, my management in L.A., Kat and I had the same manager. So when I met him, the guy, my manager was, uh, my manager in New York was Richie Tinkin, who owned the comic strip. Mm -hmm. He had partnered with a guy in L.A. because Richie didn't want to have to travel around with me so much. He had two young children. So he's like, hey, Mark will handle L.A. I'll handle New York. If we ever need to come together for something, you know, big, we'll do that. But when you're in L.A., just, you know, call Mark instead of waking me up, basically. So uh, I get up with Mark, and he's like, hey, you're going to meet my other client. His name is Cat. His name is Cat in the Hat. Cat in the hat, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. We go to the office, and I walk in, and Cat's there. And now, keep, I'm still just off the corner. I'm off the corner. So I see, I go, oh, shit, that's the guy from you to do from Comic View. And he's like, yeah. And I realized, <laughs> like, I was being too fanny. Like, it was, just a, it was just a TV set. At the time, it was monumental to me. And then we, me and Cat got real cool. Like, I still consider him, like, one of my homies. Like, he's, he's a big yeah, homie. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I, I, it's funny, because he'll go off on social media or anything he says will go viral. Right. But I think between like, a lot of shit he says on social media that goes viral, 100% accurate. But I was just going to say, I, I, I became cool with Faison real cool over last year. And what I said to 100% Faison... 100% of the shit he says? What I said to Faison, I would say to crazy. Cat, no, but I would say, like, don't ask somebody their opinion if you don't want to hear it and then right. judge him of it. Right. But Faison's really telling you what he thinks. You can take it anywhere you want to take it. But if you ask him a question, yeah, you know, yes. he's not giving you the politically correct. You're like, I will, nah, that guy I sucks. I agree to that. I that agree. Guy. But that's his opinion. But some of it is like, dude, where is, is this opinion coming from? White people made Dave Chappelle famous. Like, dude, where is this coming from? <laughs> but what that's you... his opinion. But where, but based, what's that based on? I think he's basing it off of like... Um... And then he said Charlie Murphy wrote all of Chappelle's show. Like, dude, where are you getting these... Fact I take from. it back. Faison's an asshole. Like, will you? I'm, and kidding, he the, I'm he, kidding. I'm kidding. Look, he the homie. He the homie. <laughs> I don't want to fight him in the airport. He's the homie. Yeah. But, but some airport. of this shit is just like, yo, dude, where'd you get that from? Yeah. But he my man. He makes me laugh uncontrollably. Dude, we just did a film together. Oh my god, we just did a film together, and you know, comedians, we're kind of. I, I think we're hard to break. A absolutely. On film. Absolutely. Because he's seen it all. Dude, he doesn't say anything. He makes a face. I'm going. Why do I fucking laugh? Some people just make you laugh and you don't know why. I'm like this. Kev's like that. It's not what Kev says. It's sometimes his mannerisms. I just be like, why is that so fucking you know, funny? He's on, definitely. He'll, he'll say some shit and be serious and I'm crying laughing. Yeah. Oh, he'll, this simple, he'll just be like, oh, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. And I'm just... I, I don't know what it is. He just... One of the keys to comedy I was told a long time ago is a motherfucker that looks funny. And he just looks funny. Yeah. He oh, my God. looks funny. He cracks me up. The shit. I mean, some people. But yeah, you're right. Like, cat, a lot of your shit. You amongst those comics. When he talked about cancel culture, I was like, dude, that's so dead on, a hundred percent accurate. What? And even when he went in on, um, I wouldn't say went in, when he, when he talked about Tiffany Haddish that no, time. No, what did he say? He went on the radio and he said, he said. People are anointing her like she's the next queen, comedy queen. And he was saying, but you've passed over. He was talking about the, the female, Melanie Camacho and Lunel right, and shit right, like right. that. And he said, you can't tell me one Tiffany joke. But that's right? what they do. That's, the, that's how the business is structured. 
But you, you, I said, you and I know that. But I was what I took it like this. I go, he's not lying. I don't think he's attacking Tiffany. He's attacking the machine. The system, yeah. Right. Yeah, because I go, if you think about it, um, and Grant Tiffany's had a couple specials since then, but before that, you knew her from Girls Trip. But you right. didn't know her from stand-up, so to speak. Right. Whereas like, like uh your brother, for instance, you know, you knew him kind of from stats where right. stand-up blew him up, and then the movies kind of came out. Tiffany did the opposite. You know what? That's why I like being on this tour with you guys. Like, one of the main reasons why I sign up every year when they say, hey, we're doing it again, is because every city, every city we've gone to, show's over, I'm in the lobby, I'm taking pictures with people, and I'm, like, showing the face, and people are like, yo, we knew you from TV. We didn't know you did stand-up. And I'm like, right. that's why I'm here, because I've been doing stand-up 20 years before yeah. I started getting on on TV. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comic first and foremost. I'm not, I'm not an actor comic. I'm comic actor. But... How I I know that and comedians, right, but know that's that. why I'm because I'm like I want to play in front of your fans. I want to play in front of some Moore's fans. I want to play in front of Mike's fans. I want people to Quake's fans to go, oh, this motherfucker's the truth. Like he's yeah. for real because they know me from TV. But do you have not? That should have been a but. What? How many hour specials do you have? I do not have one. I had a, I did that's a half hour years I did, ago. I didn't want to disrespect you. No, and no, no disrespect, it, no disrespect. But. Why don't you have a special out? Because you're funny. Uh, I, I'm on the row with you for years. I don't have a special. Most high willing the specials coming in 2022. Uh, I did the half hour with Comedy Central. Uh, some of the producers from Comedy Central were like, we got to get this guy this hour. They, you know, ran around with me. We took all the meetings. They came to see me at the factory. They came to see me. I was like, let's do it. The deal never materialized. I don't know why. I just kept working. My thing is always, good things have always happened for me from staying on stage. Yeah. So when a deal falls apart, TV or, you know, stand-up-wise, I, I go right back to work. I just, you know, bury myself in work, hope that the next opportunity will present itself. But I always stay working. I'm always working because good things have always happened for me just staying on stage. Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe I didn't have the right it. management. Maybe the agency wasn't behind me wholeheartedly. There's so many variables. Uh, I, I can't say, you know, you can't blame other people for, for anything that goes on in your career. So I don't want to sound like that type of guy that's like, oh, it's because of this or that. But I've always been working. I've been working since I stepped foot in Los Angeles. I never, you know, I've never been broke since the Montreal Comedy Festival. And uh, you always, you always pop up on these weird ass shows. Like I know Tony was on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then every once, no. you know what else I do? Every once in a while, people don't notice. I'll pitch a show and that shit will get picked up, and I'll just be in the corner somewhere that it's on. Like I did the Tony Rock Project, short lived, but it came and went. Yeah. I did the the, the funny spot. A, a show on TV One that got picked up like that. They yeah. shot. We shot like maybe 15, 16 episodes. I remember the funny spot. Yeah, it was like okay, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay around, man. I'm gonna always be here. I'm just gonna be in. You sometimes wasn't. I'll be in the front of the camera. Sometimes I'll be behind it. No, okay, no, that was D Ray show, that game show we did together. You were, we were oh, just that was uh, uh, hip hop squares. No, not hip hop squares. It was something before that. It was me, you, and somebody else. D Ray hosted it though. I think it was for the game show network. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was that show? Mind, Mind of a Man. Of a man. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. I just remember um, the, it was the audience and then them and the, and the people they picked. Every time they went to the final round where they get to pick one of us comics, everybody picked you. <laughs> and I'm just going, hey, man, I do good, man. I do all good. I'm saying, <laughs> there was one episode where I got all the questions right. And I looked at her, I said, you stupid motherfucker. I don't want to say bitch, but I said, you stupid bitch. And that's why she didn't win. I was, I was on the side like this. Yeah, that's why you just didn't get the big bonus prize. Mind of a man, yeah. Literally, I looked at this girl like this. I got every fucking question right, and you still picked Tony. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I got a believable face. 
Yeah. <laughs> have you pit? Let me ask you. Have you pitched a Netflix a special? That no. seems to be like the. That's the one right now. This is my goal. See, my maybe maybe my maybe my uh, my scope is too broad. What I want from Netflix is this: I want a three special deal. I want to do my special. I want to produce executive produce Jordans, and then I want to do a third one like a you know up and coming. These are some guys that are heavy hitters that mm -hmm. you don't know yet, but yeah. they're gonna be big. Activity. I want to bring yeah something like that. But just a show. I don't want. I don't have to do the Q and A and all that stuff. I have to like. Yeah. I'm just gonna come out like. Listen, I'm telling you, these motherfuckers are gonna be in the next five years. The guys you're talking about, and mm -hmm. just bring like three or four comics out and just let them do their thing and, you know, let it be what it is. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I love just the, the art form itself. I just want to keep it, you know, in its purest forms. I don't even do the Q and A and where I met you and all. Yeah, man, just come out, show the world why I said what I said. I always thought it dope, and I could be shooting myself in the foot. First, like you said, bringing these up and comers and stuff. I thought I saw a dope comedian show would be called The Openers, and have all the guys—not all, but like that open for a big for name. open for the That's big good names, one. Yeah. and just yeah. give them their shine. Like, look, he's been in front of twenty. This guy opened yeah. for Joe Coy. This guy opened for Sebastian. This guy yeah. opened for Chris Rock. You should Chappelle. pitch that. That's a good ass you know idea. I mean? The Openers, because sometimes I'd be on the side stage going, "That guy's pretty fucking funny." Yeah, how many times you? How many times you've you've seen that? Like shows over and somebody goes to the opener. Yo, man, you should have fucking headline. Like, yeah, but you're man, also going like this. Yeah, the crowd wasn't tired either. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, if you're doing an hour, and the opener's doing twenty, it's like, dude, you supposed to kill in twenty. Dude, you supposed to destroy. If I could take my hour and just do twenty, I would fucking. That's why another reason why I like being on the Brian show. Guys. Brian Alden dates. So I go easy. improv. I'm doing an hour, and then I go. I do a weekend at the improv Thursday through Saturday, right? Hour, 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 hour. Then the next weekend, I'm with you guys, 2020. Okay, we have to explain. Me and Tony are on tour together. Yes. Uh, we've been on tour together off and on for probably the last six, seven years. Yes. So usually we're with Mike Epps. But it's 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 a kind of similar rotation. It's either Epps, Samore, right. Earthquake, me, you, Lavelle, Lavelle, uh, um, Arnez is on a few. Arnez comes Tommy's on. on this weekend. Now, yeah, Tommy Davidson. Now they're bringing DC Young Fly in. Yeah. Uh, Jay Farrow. Jay Farrell's um, okay. Mark Curry's on a few, right? Yeah. Well, I think Mark's with Cat right okay. now. Okay. So um, basically, the guy that puts this tour together just takes he interchange, yeah, interchangeable he, comics and just throws it on the board and says, "These five go this week, this five." Yeah, it's like, it literally is like that. He's, he takes ten people. Yeah. Gives you like four months. You commit to him for four months, and you mix and yeah. match all weekend where you're gonna be. Um, that's what he's talking about when he when we're talking about you do an hour, but on these ensemble shows, right? Where it's basically five headliners. Yeah. You're doing 20 minutes. You're doing 20 so minutes. even when you're headlining and they're tired, you're not super nervous. Because I ain't got to be there for an hour. Dude. An I, re hour? I really did not like when we were in Atlanta Man, two years yeah. ago and nobody wanted to close the show. We and they came and said, hey, Tony, can you close? I'm like, sure, I'll close. But they had already sat through some more. You, Quake. Like monsters. A, a monstrous Quake. Monsters. I think uh, Lavelle was on that one. Yeah. Bruce might have even been on that one, too. Yeah, that's right. That's why I give, I, you know, I know when we're on the road with Epps, I give him all the respect in the world because Epps doesn't come to you and say, uh, don't say this. Right, right. Don't do this. I, I always, every, and I'm glad you brought that up because every podcast, every interview, I always say shout out to Mike Epps because Mike can pick any comics he wants to go out on the road with him. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, for the last couple of years, he said, let me get that motherfucking Tony Rock. So shout out to Mike because he don't have to do that shit. Yeah, and it's also like when, when I got guys on the road with me and you got guys that hit you up in the DMs and stuff, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm ripping right now. 
Destroy oh, motherfucking stadium. I, I got a story. I got to open up like this. Why would I want you? I got a story. <laughs> like, Tony, Tony. Why do I want to work that Yo, hard? I'm in Denver, Colorado. This is like, shit, two years ago, three years ago. I do the show. I'm in a club that night. Dude, walk, yo, Tony Rock, yo, I'm the coldest motherfucker in Denver. Denver? I'm the cold. <laughs> nobody want to follow me. I'm telling you, I kill. I'm the coldest motherfucker. So I'm like, why are you in Denver? Yeah, I'm about to leave. I'm, I'm trying to decide on New York or LA, but I'm telling you, nobody could fuck with me in Denver. And I'm like, word? All right. So come by Sunday, do a show. We'll close out, close out Sunday. It's a Saturday night. Come out tomorrow. We'll close the shop. We got one show Sunday night. Come through. You serious, man? Yo, don't lie to me because people be saying that all the time. Bro, come by and do a set. Let me ask you before you get to the punchline. Did you let him hang out in the green room before? No. See, I, I couldn't handle it. No. You're, you talking right like him? Yeah. I tell my guys, don't let that motherfucker. Yeah, so he gets there and they're like, yo, the dude's here from last night. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Comes in, I bro, stick to your time. Don't go over the light. If you go over the light, I will walk out on stage and get you up. I will walk on stage and get you up, bro. All right, no, I got you, bro. I got... Dude goes on, and I'm talking about. We've seen people have a bad set. We, we, know what, we know the difference between a bad set and bombing. This motherfucker crashed the plane from <laughs> hello. Silence in the room. I heard black women like, oh, uh-uh. Mm. You hear the plates and the clink, clink. I'm like, oh, this mother. This dude gets off stage, walks out the club, doesn't even come back to the green room. I never saw him again. Right? <laughs> I never saw this dude again. <laughs> Last year, I'm in Denver. You know Phil that used to work at the Denver Improv? Tall, light-skinned dude? Used to be yeah, security. yeah. That's my man. That's my dog. That's my dog right there. So Phil comes to the green room. We in there chilling. And he goes, yo, remember the dude that did the set that night a couple years ago? I'm like, yeah, the dude that bombed and left. Yeah, I saw him in the club the other night. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, I heard Tony's in town. Yeah, yeah, Tony, he's over at the improv. He's, a, he's a, at the bar. Dude is silent. It feels like, yeah, he's at the improv. He feels like getting his drink, waiting for his drink order, not paying the guy any mind. The guy just sits there silently and goes, You think I bombed that night, man? <laughs> and Phil, they in a nightclub. So Phil's like, Hey, man, it was two years, three years ago. Ain't nobody think about that shit, ain't He's like, ordering a drink. The guy sits there. I mean, I didn't kill, but it wasn't a bomb, bro. Because people saying, I bombed. I didn't bomb. Phil's like, man, I don't. All right, bro, you didn't bomb. <laughs> Human is later. What Tony say? <laughs> Phil's like, yo, I don't know, man. It was years ago. Tony ain't say shit about it. He didn't ask about you or nothing. I, I don't know. I, but he's telling me this in the green room. I'm like, yo, that motherfucker bombed. <laughs> Fuck all that shit he was talking. He fucking bombed. That dude. I've never seen him since. That dude hates when you come to town. I'm telling you, he it break. He can't get over it. He can't. I get. <laughs> I think it was see his schedule. He's like this. Look, it was so bad. Fuck. It was funny. That's how, it was yeah. so bad. It was like I, I'm crying laughing because it's right. that bad. And I hate to see it. Listen, I hate to see a comic do bad. I'm not trying to, you know, kick a man while he's down. But yeah. he sold it so. Now, me, he, okay. he Don King that shit. He sold it to young comics out there. Best way to get on is to be low key and quiet. This is how you. This is how you almost guaranteed to get on. Tony, man, I'm a big fan, man. Yeah, I'm a local comic. Yeah, just trying to get my really down for you. Yeah, just trying to get my name out there, man. You know, just I love the improv. So, I mean, I, I know you probably got your guys, but I mean, if you if I can get five minutes, man, that'd be like that'd yeah. be unreal yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. Like like hype the well, headliner you, up. You know what? You know who I give guest sets to a lot, and I don't want to. Damn, I'm I'm. 
I'm going to regret saying this, but a lot of times it's the comics that work at the club. Like the sound guys, the comic. Or the oh, yeah, guy. they come to me. And they're like, hey, man, I, you know, I, I love watching you, man. I'm, you know, I've been doing stand-up for a couple of years. I'm like, oh, word? When you, when you, when you getting up? Like, you work here? You, you work the club? No, I'm sometimes. All right, well, you know what? Tomorrow, come and do a set. Mm -hmm. They're already there. They're ready to go. It's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. But not all the time. So don't start, you know, just coming out. You have every, every city. Yeah. Every fucking door guy, like, but <laughs> sheet of paper. Ready? I'm ready. Nah. What, what club you have been doing this? They need 20 years headlining now. What, is there any club that you remember you're just like, God, the management and staff here just fucking suck? Or one or the other. And they, it, granted, Ooh. you can name the city now because I guarantee you whoever it was isn't there no more. Unless it just happened. Uh, damn. There's a club in the tri-state area. I'm New not, York. In the tri-state area. Okay. That the management from top to bottom just... You got to go find somebody to place a food order. You got to go find somebody to get a drink. You got to go to the sound guy. Like, hey, man, what happens? You didn't play a song when that guy went up. What happened? Like, it, and it's like that a lot. Like, I've been there quite a few times, and every time it's just like, we, when we going in, we know, like, this is the one. Remember this one? Like, yeah, 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 we remember. We already know it's going to be a shit show. It's like, I, I mean, I can name it. I can name a club off, I guess. Go. Chuckles in Memphis? No, I've never been. So... We, we always say ahead of time. No, let, let me say something. Sorry to cut you off. Donnell Rollins and I, that's my dog. Shout out Donnell Rollins. We call each other on certain clubs. First time you're going, hey, man, it's my first offer from, you know, whatever, whatever. Yo, son, don't do that shit, son. Yo, son, <laughs> stay the fuck out of there, son. Bet. Call my agent. Nah, I'm not, I can't do it, bro. Did they chuckles, chuckles sent the offer. It? I called Donnell. Yo, Chuckles and... Memphis? Is it Memphis? There's one in Jackson, Mississippi, and there's one in Memphis, okay, Tennessee. Okay, Chuckles in Jackson, Mississippi. What do, what do you think? Same owners. Yo, son, my word to God, son, don't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I only did Jackson during the pandemic, right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So at that point, I just, I want to get on stage. So Oh, you just wanted to work. Yeah, okay. There was no crowds. Like, like they could have... Listen, I'm going to do it at some point just because I want to. I want the experience. And, I it's, say, and it's going to be, it'll give me more material, but... There's more people in this room right now. Really? That but it was during the pandemic. Right in the middle. Yeah. Like, it was like, we first went out, like, May. Pandemic hit March. Oh, shit. You went out for, you went out. Does he want to go? I was like, don't want to work. I'll, I'll risk it. No, I, I, I didn't go out from, like, March to, like, January. I was one of the first ones to go out. And then, um, and then, what, <laughs> it's just funny. I just did it, like, last month, uh, Memphis. And literally, I called my manager. I said, yo, um. I'm gonna get there right before the show starts because I don't think they're gonna have anything in my green room that I want in the rider. She goes, good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably smart. I got to my green room. There was nothing. Oh, that's like there was no water. Yo, that's like Atlanta. Have you done uh the the uh was it the what's the uh, not in Atlanta, the one out in Norcross, uh what is it called? Uh, Atlanta Comedy Theater. Yo, Gary I, Abdul? I get there one year and motherfuckers are in my green room drinking and eating my shit. I get it, and, and, the, and the guys that were in the green room eating my shit and drinking my shit weren't on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a vibe. So I get in, and it's like, yo, it's just random dudes. Like, you know, I might have known a few from just, you know, the Atlanta scene, but it's like, what up, Rock? Like, yo, hold up, y'all. When you start drinking Belvy, <laughs> Yo, like, just in there. <laughs> Damn, man, man, that shit made me mad, bro. Now I know how you felt. I like Gary Abdul. We talk on the phone now. We've gotten, like, Pretty good friends over the last oh, couple yeah, of years. Yeah. Okay, I'm supposed to be back in uh, May, I think. You like but that club? The crowds are great. 
You know what I mean? And Gary tries to get it. But, but here's the thing. We're so used to doing the improvs. And right. Now the funny bones are A-list too. Right. Some the, of them. The, some. They're getting there. But the level of service at some of them, you're just like this. It's hard to beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to go to uh, the mom and pops one where it's not corporate. So, you know, they're kind of like, they're calling their boy to go to the grocery store. The, to get uh, all the, shit the uh, what, what is it? Uh, good nights. Charlie, good nights. And Raleigh? I like the, I like the room. I like the crowds. Mm -hmm. Green room's trash. Yeah. Waste ass, very friendly, but it's like, it's like you said, it's a mom and pop. Yeah. Those mom and pops ones. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of. Greensboro. No. Uh, the comedy zone, I Never think. Greensboro. Greensboro, North Carolina. You haven't done that one. Yo. It, the room rocks. I'm talking about the audience rocks. Stage is weird. You don't, you, you're not going to know who the, who the manager is and who's running the whole show until Sunday when you're getting paid. It's the guy opening for you? It's just, no, it's just like people mulling around and you're like, who's the man? Like, who's, what are we doing? The yeah, guy, it's, a guy, it's a guy cooking in the kitchen. He'll stick his head in like, you guys ready to start the show? Like, all right, is, this the, is he the guy? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then the end of the week, literally, this is how I got paid. The end of the week, it's a guy at the bar like this, watching the show. Show's over. People are coming by. They're selling, I'm selling merch. They're taking pictures. And he's like this. And I'm at the bar getting a drink. And he goes, hey, great show, guys. You guys are great. And he just does this and starts sliding the checks over. And I'm like, wait, this was the guy the whole time? This was... <laughs> it's Roadhouse or Patrick like, Swayze. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was weird, man. But, it's, but the audiences come out in droves. They, every show sold out. It's like, you, that, that beats all of the negative. You know what I'm saying? It's like... You, you done the Baltimore Comedy Factory? No, because every every year, the Baltimore Comedy Factory sends an offer, and then Magoobies sends a bigger offer. So those let, let me ask they've you. been like this for every we're gonna up we're gonna up it two thousand we're gonna up it three thousand we're gonna up it two thousand more we're gonna up it three thousand more. We, so I'm like, all right, let them. All right, let me up. let me ask you this: You got the guarantee? Yes. Right, and then do you go into a percentage? Yes. I ain't telling you not to leave Magoobies. Baltimore is one of my biggest checks every year. Really? They come out, dude. Magoobies is a big-ass check every year. Okay. We'll talk off-air. Yeah, okay. But it's... I'm like this. Whoa! Really? Well, I, it's the, I do two weeks there now. And I've never, I've never been. I've never stepped foot inside. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's funny. It's inside a Best Western. Yeah, I heard it's like in the basement of a hotel. Yeah. I don't, I've never went through the front, so I have no idea what the Best Western looks like. But I know what Best Westerns are, so I'm not a Ritz-Carlton. Okay? <laughs> so... Backstage, it's it's shitty. It's 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 a shithole, right? Right. Staff's great. They really try, but you gotta go. You park in the back, and you gotta walk through the kitchen, right? When you walk through some mm -hmm. of these comedy club kitchens, I'm like this. I will never eat yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't, <laughs> like the guy had like a see, lazy glass that's eye. That's not gonna make me. That's see, I don't want to fried shit. And looks up. What's up, man? It's like this. Right, same shit as yesterday. Same clothes. Did you stay here? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I always make a joke about some of the comic clubs. I go, hey, listen, everything's fried, and they got one fryer. So whether you order fries, cheese sticks, or wings, they're all going to taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> you got cheese stick fry? You know what I mean? They fry yeah. shrimp in the same grease they fry fish in. Exactly. So I don't want to act like I'm shitting on right. a club that takes care of me, but I, and they know it. They right. know it. But they try. They, they run it like an A-list room. But just the backstage. I is gotta not go see a, a show there once before I. Crowds are fire. Really? And they come out, bro. All right, well, maybe it's worth doing. I'm sure it's worth doing. But get a guy travel. does a lot. I know. I know. I see a guy's guy's social media. He's always there. Like, just do a travel buyout so you can stay at a different hotel. Oh no! I listen. 
even if I don't have a travel buyout sometimes, I, I'm, they, they tell me the hotel, and I'm like, I'm not fucking staying there. Yeah. What's the shittiest hotel you think you've stayed at? For a comedy club that booked you and, like, you ain't got to say the city or anything. Well, we're already sharing everything else. I'm sure we're going to call from Baltimore. The shittiest hotel. That's a... Damn, I've been to some shitty hotels, bro. That's that... But shitty hotels, it sucks when you're doing it, but they're the best stories when you get our age. Because, you know why? Because it's the, it's the camaraderie with the other comic. And it's a struggle. It's a it's struggle. And it's a struggle, right. And it's like, that's when I used to do Kansas City when I did uh, Stanford, Stanford and, and Sons. Stanford and Sons? The they, Holiday Express? No, I did Stanford and Sons. That motherfucker got me for the low. This was when I first started going out on the road. Yeah. So he got me for a song and put me in the condo that a motherfucker was living in. It was a two-bedroom condo. And there's a dude <laughs> living there. That was crazy. So I pull up with my bag, and the guy walks out like with a towel wrapped around. I'm like, what's up, bro? You, you comedian this weekend? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I do the show, I get the food, I get the shitty fried food from the club, I yeah. take it back to the room, to the condo to eat and watch the TV, and this dude has his boys over. Uh, <laughs> They're in the living room like, yeah, so then they fucking cracking beers over, yeah, you want a beer, bro? I'm like, yo, I can't believe that I'm in this motherfucker. Oh my God. And I did a weekend like that. You get Like, look, I'm locking my door, I'm putting my suitcase at the door, like if the door opens, it'll knock my suitcase off, I'll wake up. A weekend like that. Yeah, I don't have... And then, told me, and then he told me, and then he told me to the uh, the guy that that, uh, that was running the club, took me to a a K State was playing that weekend. Kansas State. Yeah, took me to a. That was the manager. He went to Kansas State. Took me to a pep rally. Yeah. Gave me a jersey and was like, "Yeah, get up there and do some time." And I'm like, "I'm not fucking doing time at a pep rally, bro." Yeah, just, just say K State. Are you ready? They'll go crazy. That's what we say. So I'm like, we got the local comedian. He's at the San Francisco this weekend. I go, K State. Are you ready? Yeah, do some time, bro. I'm like, no, nah, that's all I'm doing, bro. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that guy, I remember that guy because I was there when Kansas State played Oklahoma, and Oklahoma was number one in the country. Mm. And I don't think he counted the room. I don't think he cared. He watched that game at that downstairs bar the whole time. Yeah. And was in the best mood after. We went to drink because, you know, the club was right. at the bottom. Yeah. Motherfuckers popping bottles. Dude. Asking, whatever you Dude. want, Gary. Whatever you want. Listen, that was, that was a shitty experience. Uh... You want to go shit for shit? What's the one in uh in Florida? Uh, Marco Island? Yes. What's that? What's that one? Fish off the fish. Captain Brian's off the hook. Off the hook. That's gotten better. Have you really? stayed at a condo? No, I stayed in the in the hotel, a motel. You know, you open your front door and you outside. I stayed yeah, in one of those. I didn't stay in one of those. Yeah. He, he had a he had a condo. Mm -mm. I stayed in the hotel where you open the front door and you're outside. And I was on, I think I was on the first floor, so people, the foot traffic's going by. I'm like, man, it's definitely some kind of drug activity going on here. Oh, wow. Like, people just like, hey, well, man, what you doing? You know what's crazy about Marco Island? It's gotten better, by the way. I just did it. I, I did it. I heard it was my, like rich people. It's all rich white. It's Cocoon, yeah. the movie Cocoon. It's all rich oh, white. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I did it. Um, that was when I found out TMZ got a hold of my divorce. Really? I had off the hook of Marco Island in between shows. I got off. Good night. Getting ready to do merch. And my phone is like going nuts. And my. The guy who was doing my merch, you know, we got the square that plugs into the phone. Right, right. Because, dude, I can't. Your phone's going nuts because everybody's calling, texting. Right, calling. right. I was like, what the fuck? And so I saw TMZ, I go, fuck. Wait, did some, who, somebody leaked it or? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. it got accidentally leaked. Mm. But mm. Um, uh, that's when it broke, Mark Allen. But the first time I went, we was at a condo, right? And uh, the first night, like, this girl and her boyfriend were there. And... They were from Cincinnati, and her oh, dad was nice. a surgeon. 
And she goes, yeah, we come down here in the winter, go to Cincinnati in the summer. I said, oh, for real? So we go to her dad's house, and me and my opener, and this motherfucker is like this crazy mansion on the water. You got this big sailboat nice. in the back, nice. big pool and everything. And I'm going, what the fuck? She goes, yeah. And her and her boyfriend's like, yeah, you guys want to go on the boat or come hang nice. out? You know, I'm like this. Fuck yeah. Exchange numbers. Don't hear from her. This is Thursday night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, don't hear from her. She calls Sunday night and going, oh, my God, my aunt died. We left the next day to go to Ohio. And I go, holy shit, I thought you dogged us in there. <laughs> Yo, I'm sitting there cussing around. Fucking what's the club? Uh, used to be in Davie. What was that? Davie, Florida? Yeah, I never did that one. Oh, man. It was a club in Davie. Me and Butch Bradley did it. This was years. Butch Bradley. This was years and years ago. And uh, show's over. It's like a C room. Shows over these two girls, super fine Cuban chicks. Yo, we love you guys. You're so funny. You guys should come hang out at the house. We got a big ranch on a couple miles away. And we like, we in Davy, bro. What are we going to do? Like, fuck it, let's go. And we go to their house. And this shit is sprawling. They have horses. They have a big, crazy big house and pools over here. Hot tubs here. They got the ATVs. That's how much land they have. So the girl goes, let's, you guys want drinks? And we go inside and we get drinks. Come and meet my dad. And we go in the back. And it's a bunch of old Cuban men with like big fat cigars like this far. And they're just talking, telling stories in Spanish. And she's like, Daddy, these are the comedians from earlier. And he's like, hey, little, you, you take care of my girl. And we like, oh, this is some definitely some coke shit here. This yeah. is some coke shit. This is some cocaine cowboy shit going yeah. on here. And she's like, come on, see my horses. And I'm like, oh, these are your horses. Yeah, this one's mine. This one, this is daddy's. And, it and we're like, oh, this is some coke shit going on here for real. And we just hang out with them and drink and... Party, have a great time. They throw music on. Like, dun, 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 dun. Whole weekend, we just have a great time with these two chicks. We, we didn't fuck, but we had a great time. They fed us crazy. And the father's like, they're going to come to the show. We're going to, all of Miguel and all of us will come to the show and tell by our friends that we get there like that Saturday late show. And it's just like 90 Cuban dudes in the room, cigars out, and we hoping they laughing. And we look over, they're talking to each other. I'm like, yeah, we definitely entertained the cocaine cowboys this yeah. weekend. It was a good one. You guys were safe. We were safe. Oh, yeah. We were safe. We rode horses. Yeah. We drank rum. And Smoke fucking the fresh rolled cigars. It was it was amazing. But isn't it funny how being on the road like we are, like you look at some of the the characters you run into. Have you been you obviously you've done the Cleveland Improv? Oh, I love Cleveland Improv. So there's a there's a restaurant there. I can't remember the name of it, but the guy's like from Bulgaria or something. It's right there when you get um in all, the flat? all the flats. It's the row before Exo Steakhouse. Exo Steakhouse on the corner, and that's where all the bars are. It's like the row in front of the bars if, you, if you're coming up from the flats. You yeah. know, you go up that little hill. Yeah. And you're right there, right before you... Anyways, there's a restaurant there, and the food's, food's amazing. Like, he's got, like, um, he's got, like, these stir fries and all this other shit. It's, it's good. But it's clear, I'm like, how did he get this business, <laughs> right? And then it's a club upstairs on the weekends and stuff, and he, he was such a... We got to know him. We went there one night and got to know him. And he came to the show. It's similar to Cocaine Cowboys. Some about him, I was like, I don't know what's going yeah. on here, man. And because he, he got too much money, too much power, and the way he was, he moved was just like, oh, this guy's got some bodies, basically. Right. He came to the show, got this big laugh, brought his whole family, bought everything, like all the merch. I I could have had tube socks. He like, give me the tube socks. He was buying. He goes, hey, once he was so drunk. Buying shit for other motherfuckers in line. You know why? Because comedy comedians, we I think we touch. We have the, the the broadest range with like who we can reach. Like a criminal, like a, like that guy. Yeah, would love comedy. 
the cocaine cowboys, they love comedy. They might not like sports. They might not be into the same music as us, but everybody's like, hey, man, let's go see some com- I'll go see some comedy. You know what I mean? Right. So we get to talk to the criminals. We get to talk to the fucking Harvard educated. We get, we get the whole spectrum of people that are like, I love comedy. So we can talk to the highs of the highs to the high and the lowest of the lows. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we I reach didn't. everybody. We we can connect with everybody. And when you're talking, when you when you like you talk for a living, you're gonna just hit people's every everybody. Not maybe not everybody, hundred percent of the people, but you know a good majority of the people. You're gonna connect on some level with something you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You go into relationships, boom, that's gonna get this side of the room. You go into your pop culture or you know politics or whatever. You're gonna reach. You're going to connect on some level yeah. with somebody at some point, you know, as, as much as we talk about, with, if you have a, a, that much material. I remember that the the guy in Cleveland said, I said, is business picking up? Because this is like 2015, so LeBron's back, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, business picking up? He goes, eh. He was all mad. He goes, eh. He goes, all the guys used to hang out here last year. Now LeBron's back. Nobody hangs out anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said they all hung out. He said Kyrie was naming all yeah, them off. Yeah. They all go upstairs. They have a good time because he had hookah upstairs. Yeah. So he goes, now nobody comes out. They're winning. And he like, right. put his arms up like this. LeBron's like, we got to practice in the morning. Everybody get some sleep. Right? You're a Knicks fan, right? Or Brooklyn? Brooklyn Nets, baby. Brooklyn Nets. What you, you, what do you think of Kyrie? Uh, as a basketball player? I love him. He's oh, great. I know. He's a basketball great. player. Yeah. Do you think? I'm not digging any kind of way. What do you mean? You glad they got him, or you wish he would get vaccinated? Uh, well, you know what? You know what? I didn't when he first signed with the Nets. He wasn't the signing I was hoping for. I thought I thought uh, D'Angelo Russell was was more than enough. Good, I thought yeah. he was doing great. I thought him paired with KD would have been great. And uh, uh, I, you know, I didn't think Kyrie was coming to Brooklyn, but you know, I'm happy we got him. As far as the vaccine thing, it's like look, I'm not going to tell anybody on this planet what to do with your body. Yeah. If, if you feel that strongly, I get it, bro. I I, I, I don't know him, so I'm not judging. I'm not going to go over what the media is telling me about people. But the only thing I look, looked at Curry like, what are you talking about right now? Is when and he, he recently changed religion, so that might have a lot to do with it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. But when he said, I'm, I want to be a voice for the voiceless, and I was like this, what? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I just went like this. What? <laughs> it's not like he wanted something, something deep. Yeah, he didn't come out right. No, like, what he said, when no, he no, said, no, I mean, right. when he said, I'm not against the the vaccine. I'm not against mandates. I'm just against telling people what to do or something like that. I was like, mm. I, I thought it was something there, bro. Something was, like you were listening to somebody try to say something deep, but you know, what it reminded me of. I was in Vegas, and there was a. Uh, I went to um. When there's Benny Hanna. You didn't hear nothing deep in Vegas. No, no, no. But <laughs> it's, it's similar to how I looked at somebody. We used to like a Benny Hanna type of restaurant, right? And the edamame came. Right. And this guy, before the edamame came, he was talking to the waitress. He was a young guy, but he was clearly trying to act like he got money and, and right. it was worldly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, yeah, I've been to France, been to this, 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 talking, talking. I'm going, this guy's lying. Like, I'm literally reading, I'm like, he's fucking lying. That edamame comes. He picks it up with the chopsticks, like I know how to use chopsticks, right, right. and bites that motherfucker. He went, <laughs> and he went like this. Not bad. And then I went, here I am taking the, how you're supposed to eat? I'm like. <laughs> and then I put the excess in the bowl. I got another one, I was like. I'm literally sitting right across from him going. Well, you could tell he went, didn't say a word the rest of the fucking dinner. When he saw how you're supposed to eat them, yeah. he literally went, not bad. I was like this. Oh, this motherfucker! I hate this shit. 
First we picked up with the chopstick. That is some Vegas shit right there. Somebody trying to seem cultured. When he picked it up though with the chopsticks, I was like, "This edamame, just pick it with your hand." That's like the people that mistake the uh, the hand bowl for like you're supposed to drink it or something like that. <laughs> Dip your hand and you like and somebody's over there like with a, with a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you got any club dates coming up outside the Brian Alden tour? Uh, so I have Brian Alden dates. Uh, you got a website. You know what? TonyRockComedy.com. Uh, Tony Rock, Tony underscore Rock on Instagram. Tony Rock on Twitter. I got mad dates, bro. I'm like literally come home, laundry, play, chill with the baby, wifey, out. Come back, same thing all over again. Are you married? And, and you're just saying wifey. Hey, man. I'm, so, I'm just the, asking. The, the, my what, what do we say? The best relationship is some shit you don't know about. Yeah, but we don't know who we don't she want is. T- we don't want TMZ leaking shit. All right. You said wifey. That's wifey, why I, yes. I, I was like this. I come home to my wife and my child. I spend days with them, and then I go back out of the room. I don't have to ask another question. Yes. Then You just yes. kind of answered it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go on the road, yeah. And uh, pilot season's about to pick up. Hopefully, you know, get some you still be auditioning? momentum. Yeah, of course. Or you, just, you just get offered. No, I get, I get offers, but I, I don't get the offers I want. Yeah. Like, honestly, honestly, I see stuff on TV a lot, like... I don't get the offers I want, and I don't get the auditions I want sometimes. Because I'll see a show, and it looks like, hey, I could have been that guy. Why didn't mm-hmm. they even get the audition? I didn't even, didn't even get a phone call. So maybe they were locked into that specific person, or maybe they just missed. I don't know. This business is weird, man. That's why I just go do my stand-up. Was you, what was the sitcom you were on? All of Us? All of Us. Did that go five seasons? Four. We were supposed th- to do five till we got canceled. Actually. I thought you got, and that's why I asked. I thought you guys stopped right before it would have went into syndication. I did, syndication. Yeah, I did all of us for four years. I did read between lines for one season. I did uh, what's the other one? I did uh, man and wife. We did two seasons of that. Yeah, man. You shot a pilot in 2016. What was that? I remember you posted on Shit, Instagram. I did. I did a pilot. Uh, it was a network show. It wasn't like I did. A, I did two ABC pilots that I swore I would have put money on. They was going. Neither one got picked up. You can't think about this business. I remember um, when Blackish got picked up. The other black sitcom, what, what, what is it on NBC, ABC, whatever it's on? Which one? Blackish, Blackish is on ABC. On ABC. So the, the two quote unquote black pilots that year, it's usually how it works. Right. It used to right. Work, was Blackish and Kevin Hart had when he was producing with Romney Malco and Jeff Ross was in it. So yeah, it was that, was, uh, that was ABC too, right? Yeah, it was based on Kevin's life, basically. Yeah. Right? yeah. But I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, I remember talking to Romney and seeing Kev Romney just coming off and think like a man too. And da-da-da. I was like this. I go, oh, that Anthony Anderson doesn't understand a fucking chance in my brain. Then when Blackish got picked up, I was like, oh, I said either Blackish is really freaking good, right, or the other one was really freaking bad. Come to find out, Blackish is really good. Blackish has gotten better over the years. I feel like they they're listening to Anthony. I I did uh. What's the what's the sitcom that uh, Belushi uh, Jim Belushi had on ABC? He was married to. Oh, I know. God dang it! I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, too. so that year, that year, that pi- I did what a pilot. It? Can you anybody look that up? According, According to Jim. Jim. Okay, so that year, I did a pilot for ABC. Right. Every day on set, I'm like, oh, dying laughing, watching other scenes. Like, oh, this shit is going, man. This shit is going. This is gonna go. Like. Execs feel good about it. Everybody feels good about it. It doesn't get picked up. 
they pick up according to Jim. Me being a hater, I say, that shit's going to get canceled and we're going to be mid-season replacement. That's what's going to happen because our shit's too funny. According to Jim goes for like 10 seasons. Yeah, it's been on forever. That was... That was the Lord saying, hey, man, humble your fucking self. You, it's, everything happens in its own time. Like, don't, yeah. don't hate on the next man to get yours because that ain't how you want it anyway. So mm -hmm. that was just like a lesson learned. Like, that shit ran for 10 seasons. I was like, I fucking hated on that show for no reason, hoping that I was going to be, you know. But that's, you just got to let things happen the way they progress and everything in its own time and what's for you is for you and all that good shit. You got to learn, learn all those cliche shits, man. Yeah. What's for you is for you and you didn't miss anything. Whatever well, you're supposed to get, you're supposed to get. My manager always says work gets work. Work, it's work. So you shooting a pilot that didn't get picked up, you got in front of the right people. Right. Eventually, right. Right. it's funny in this business, you work it'd be, you work with the same people. And then I've been offered stuff from this, like I'll do a pilot that doesn't get picked up and then get something offered, just hand it to me. No audition. Here, this is yours. Bet. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So you're right. Yeah. Work, it's work. You're like, you're like those, um, we're really like uh, those, those free agents in the NFL, the last preseason game, where they're like, look, they got Tom Brady. You're auditioning for another team. As a <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I yeah. mean, that's what we're yeah. doing half yeah. the time. Yep. Because I, God, I, I don't know a person out there that hasn't shot a pilot that they thought was really funny that said immediately, yeah, the other show was better. I shot, when I did Living Biblically, we shot the pilot. That was for CBS. And I'm like, that oh. was the show, 2016. Was that Biblically? Okay. It had to be. Yeah. I, that CBS. name popped up. Living Biblically. You know why I remember that? Why? It's because I was, I, I came out here and stayed at a, a residence inn for three months for pilot season, two months for pilot season. Got, I went to, a red, went to the residence inn in El Segundo where the Laker G League was staying. Oh, right? wow. Wow. So I just saw hoes in and out. <laughs> I was like this. How are you guys playing? <laughs> you saw B-level like, hoes. I heard it, You though. saw B-level hoes. B-level. I was like, I heard it. Those, yeah. those walls are small. <laughs> it's like this. That right, guy's definitely you not talking you, you sure you getting yeah. called up? <laughs> it's a 10-day, baby. What you it's guys? It's a 10-day. <laughs> you, your Achilles batter? Is, you going to get caught with your Achilles? Get... <laughs> you know, sure you know, Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh he was all God. at the free breakfast. <laughs> That's the tallest free breakfast I've ever fucking seen. We don't have enough bacon. Right. <laughs> How yeah. do you guys have bodies like I that did, eating like I, that? I did biblically, and I swore it was getting picked up. I mean, the network was like, yeah, this is going. You guys are good. This is going. Didn't get picked up, but it got mid-season replacement. But then we didn't get the, the back this nine. Really we, got the, we got like the, what is it, 11, the 13? Didn't yeah. get nine. But I remember it because I was auditioning like over and over and over and over. For that, for biblically? To, no, just oh. pilot season. Yeah. And then you and I Instagram, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to shoot. I go, what a fucking dick. <laughs> I think last, I was, no, last year, <laughs> wait, last year, I auditioned for, uh, it was a Zoom audition. I auditioned for the uh, Nicole Richie pilot. Uh huh. Yo, that shit was funny. I read it. I was like, yo, this is good, man. I did, did the Zoom audition. And this is the weird thing. I'm on the, I'm on the Zoom audition. I finish and they go, all right, good stuff, Tony. That was great. All right, take care. I'm like, all right, thank you guys. And I'm going to get off, like log off. And I hear the girl go, one of the ladies says, oh, I really liked him. And the other girl goes, I think he's still on. I just like, unplug this uh, shit like real fast. Like, funny, <laughs> think I'm going. And then uh, like they get, I get the call back. I do the Zoom call back. I do another one. They send the offer. I got to sign the paperwork, my, my number, my, my quote, all of that shit, paperwork. And then I don't like, I hate when my agents tell me who else is in the running. I don't care to know. 
It doesn't help me. Oh, see, I like it. I don't like that. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm not curious at all. I don't. I could care less. Oh, so they go, hey, uh, you're gonna do your, you're gonna do your Zoom, Zoom call back today at noon, and everything's set up. Your, your contract's done. Uh, it's you and Eric Griffin. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, so then I go, wait, well, then they must be looking for two different things. Wait, yeah, I'm like Eric Griffin. It was me and Eric Griffin, and they're looking for two different things. Right. So if he gets it, it's not a knock on me. They was just looking for that. If yeah. I get it, then it was not a knock on him. And uh, they call like the next day, like, hey, yeah, they're gonna go with uh, Eric, uh, but they loved you and they're gonna keep you in mind for stuff. You they give you that, that they don't have to tell that, me that they love me. But they keep you in mind for stuff. And then I hit Eric and I'm like, yeah, man, uh, I heard it was down to me and you, bro. Uh, congrats. And Eric texts back, don't feel bad for you. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, what a, what a fucking asshole. That's don't great. feel bad for you. Bye. But they don't have to tell you they really liked you if you're down to the final two. Like, right. I know they like right. me. Don't. But don't give me this. They're going to keep you in mind for future. Uh, just say that you didn't get it. Just like, I'm not that guy. I don't know. Like, I, my skin is so yeah. thick. I don't need the, I don't need the pat. Like, yeah. it was okay. Just didn't go, hey, it. man. Didn't get it, bro. Yeah. We, we on to the next one. All right, bet. Let's go. What we do? What's next? Right, right, right. No, I'm not that guy. I don't, I know some comics need it. Some actors need it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't need it. But the opposite of me is like, I like to know. Not that I'm intimidated. I'm just curious like mm -hmm. this. What? <laughs> I don't want to know. No way. I think, um, there was a show called The Mullets back in like 2003 or four audition for. Yeah, I definitely didn't audition for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there was a black guy in the show though, because Aerie Spears at one of the auditions. They had a, a black friend with the mullet. I don't know. They're just yeah, they're reaching. I wasn't. But that was that was the one audition where when I got it, I go, these are all the people I grew up with in the trailer park. Like whoever wrote it, I was like, oh, they got it. And then uh, I remember it got down to final two, and this is where right. you go in the room. And he, I just went cattle call to like producers and then the network, and then it was the you're down to mm -hmm, it, right? Mm -hmm. But I, what I remember about the audition is Lonnie Anderson um, was playing Lonnie the mom. Anderson. Lonnie Anderson, Lonnie Anderson, Caribbean in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was playing the mom in it, and we went in the week before. Me and her went in together, and I did some. I just remember I, I added this karate chop to her, goofing off, and then she like blocked it. And she went with it, right? So the next week, she goes in with the other guy to test, and you test with both moms and right, both right. sons. And they walk out, and the guy goes, "That was good, that karate thing." She goes, "Yeah, I used it last week." And I go, "Motherfucker!" Wow, I, wow. I, I, I lived that. <laughs> wow. I literally it threw everything off for me. I'm looking at her like, "You, I was about to do it again." You know what I mean? I was Man. like, "This." She just took. The karate chop ad lib. And well, the other, other guy and her got it. Well, in your defense, the mullets didn't get picked up. It got picked up for six episodes. Got canceled really quick. Oh, really? The mullets. Yeah. I don't remember that one. But that was my first time. The, the, I remember that was the first time I shoot a pilot. Like you said, people don't know. When, when you get down to the final two, you sign your contract before, before you, you get audition. the job. Yeah, yeah. And you see that money. And you start counting in your head like 10 episodes, this amount of money. I'm like, yes, whoa. Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm good. You start thinking about the stuff you're going to buy. This is a struggling comic. And you start thinking about the stuff you're going to pay off. And you start thinking about the stuff you're going to do for your moms and your sisters and your friends. That's the first they, time I saw then it. Then they call and go, yeah, it is. Yeah, and get it. Shit. No, literally, Tony, you know, I was That happens all the time. Was headlining, but wasn't um, in a percentage deal. So I was, I was doing okay, but not like that. And I was just thinking, what? I literally looked at it three times. I go, and then I was like, what? Is this right? And then, uh. I'm sitting there going, Phew. and I, I just remember going, 
I'm so close. Yeah. I'm so close. Yeah. That's why you that's like that's why I don't want to know. Like that's another reason why cuz I I know it's so close and it could just be all pulled away so fast. So just let me read, don't tell me who's up, don't tell me who, just let me do this and let's see how far we can get. And then we'll do all that shit afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards if I get it, oh, you know you were up against so and so. Okay, good. Yeah. But it's so close and it's still so far away. But you see and, him in the room, and, right? So to speak, huh? You see a lot of these guys in the room as you're auditioning. Oh no, I see a lot of man, I I I can tell almost with some certainty who's not gonna get it. The guy that's in the hallway, when you go on audition and it's like, you know, that long hallway and everybody's in the hallway, all mm -hmm. the actors, the guy that's fucking holding court, he's trying to psych himself up. Yeah. The guy that's like, yeah, man, y'all could go home, I got this, bro. He don't stand a chance. <laughs> right, that's he, Denver. The dude that's in the corner, <laughs> he's out of here. Yeah. He's gone, he's not getting it. It's the dude that's just sitting there like, all right, let's get it. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? All right. I've I've been both those other guys. I, I, no, I've never I've never been the guy going. I got this shit. When like, I auditioned for uh, all of us, I remember it because it was just like so crazy. I remember that elevator door opened, and every single black actor in the world was in that hallway. Every a different time. This guy, that guy, this everybody was in the hallway, and there was guys holding court and being funny and telling bits, and the, and there was guys over here like thespians, and I'm classically trained and. And I was just like, all right, I'm too new to even know what to do. Like, so let's just, yeah. let's just get it. Let's just get it. Now, you said, wait, you just said uh, you wasn't on a percentage deal. You said that about... Well, no, when, no. When you, at the time when you were in the, the mullets. Yeah. So when you... Was that a was that something that your management brought to you about going on a percentage deal? Because I just... I, not... I say like in the last three years or four years, I got on percentage deals. I... And I it changed my money drastically. So I know what it can do on the road. Yeah. Well, I... Was that like management or you were like, hey... It would be that was um management agency where they said, Hey, here's what happened. I went to Houston, Texas, the Houston Improv. Yes. One of my favorite clubs. Shout out Houston, Texas. Man. Second home. Second home. Boom. Love Houston. Um, they uh I I started selling tickets. You know, you never know when you start selling some tickets, right? So I started selling some tickets, and the manager at the time, he said, I, f I feel like an asshole. I said, What do you mean? He goes, he gives me the paperwork and he goes, this is what we made at the door. He goes, this is what you're getting paid. He goes, I don't even feel right. Oh, they were robbing you. The club. Yeah. But we had signed the deal. Like but it was your contract. Advance. Right, right, right. He just went by the contract. To the, to the dude's credit, he gave me some money under the table in cash. He goes, that, don't that tell nobody. Been, that must have been Randy. Don't give, I'm not going to tell you who. It must have been Randy. Wasn't Randy, but you got the first letter right. And okay, okay. So he, he goes, I don't feel right. He gives me an envelope with some cash in it. And he goes, just don't rape us next time you come. <laughs> I go, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So I he left. Knew. He knew. I left there, and then um, I uh, I went to Dallas the next week. So I did Houston, Dallas. Dallas the same way. We got the numbers Monday. They're like, dude. And I go, these ain't paper. These are all paid. They're like, yeah. I go, oh my god. He goes, and um, I remember my manager, uh, my agent, at the time was like, we're going to percentage deals. He goes, I'm calling the clubs yeah. right now. You can't get ripped off two weeks in a row. Went to Phoenix. First time I did a percentage deal, it was a 50-50 deal. Yeah. And Casey was the manager, who's still my favorite manager to this day. I think he's got a new club in San Diego, but he was just sitting with his arms crossed. When I settled at the end of the week, he goes, ah, ah, because he had been there when yeah. I was struggling. Yeah. And he was like this. He goes, yeah, told you. When I Big changed, now. When I changed agencies, uh, it doesn't matter which one I went from to where to where, but when I changed agencies, the agent at the next, but my next stop was like, hey, man, you know you're leaving money on the table? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? 
Like I thought, I literally thought they were good deals. Like, yeah, I get X amount of dollars and a couple of hundred for a sellout. Fuck that, bro. We go on percentage deals, 50-50. Once you sell this many tickets, it converts to this much. And I would leave with like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I could have been doing this every city, every week. Well, like, I don't know if you could have been doing it. It's it's when you start selling tickets, make it yeah, for yourself. Yeah. And your I think your career is more like there wasn't that, there wasn't the Chris Tucker Friday role. You That's just the kept, thing, right? You kept but, peppering. But, yeah, mine's was mine's was mine's a slow build. I will be the first to admit mine's but a slow kept build. Hitting people. Mine's is we saw him last year, he was great. Right. We saw him. Two years well, ago, and, he and was amazing. And then they see on TV, like, then, that's yeah. when we saw the club. Right, right. But, but again, you, you are absolutely right. I, that's the only thing I'm missing. I'm missing that big, he was in that, and it was funny as shit. Yeah. I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Once, I yeah. Get, once it's, it's gone, I know. But that, I think that's why you didn't get a percentage deal earlier. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I remember it yeah, was... Yeah, but I'm just, what I meant was to say that the difference in what I'm getting now in this same club oh as opposed God. to last time, like, yeah. damn, I could have got that before. Like, I could have, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. man, it's such a difference, bro. It's such a percentage difference. deals. Such oh a my difference. god! And then you go from 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20. Yeah. 90, then you 10. get then you get the hey, they want to add a show Sunday night, and they'll give you X amount X of dollars. More. I'm like, let's do it, bro. Let's I, do I, it. I I told my agent, don't ever ask, just add. Let's do it. Don't ever oh, ask. I, you, you know what? I should have known you say that because I see some cities I'm in, and you're like a week before or a week after, and it's like. Gary added three more shows yeah. next Thursday. I'm like, God <laughs> damn. Like, and then, you know how they play the, 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 the screen comes down, they show previews yeah. of who's coming up next week? Yeah. It'll be like, Gary Owens, four <laughs> more shows added. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Motherfucker added four shows on a Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, they, he would always call me. He was like, yo, they, the club wants to add one. I said, don't ask. The answer is yes. Yeah, I got a I got a fucking call about a gig. My my, my manager called. Hey, uh, you want to do this gig in Vegas with Cedric the Entertainer? It's like, I think it's like twenty thousand. It's one nighter. The fuck are you calling me for? Like, why? This is not. You didn't know to just go say just say yeah, hell yeah. Like you wasting time calling me. Mm -hmm. This is a no brainer, bro. Why? Of course, yes. Of course. But it's funny. Like I got called for a college probably five years ago, and. I don't want to give the number out, but it was it was it was five figures, right? And I thought about it, like I was like, oh, I gotta leave tomorrow. It literally was like wow. Wednesday night, Thursday. I'm, I'm leaving. Out. I'm going. I'm Tony. I'm going like this. Shit. I go and then I'm gonna fly straight to this city. As I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, my life doesn't suck. <laughs> if I am debating right now, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm sitting here negotiating with myself. Over, I'm gonna take this gig tomorrow. Listen, man. I'm, I'm thinking at the airline ticket, what hotel? And I'm just, it's, it, it was never really about the money. It was like the inconvenience. The inconvenience Do I right, want to fly right. in here and get a rental car? No, but I, I'm still like that. I'm still like that when I have to fly from a big plane to a little plane. Some of these cities. When I have to fly from L.A. to Chicago, then Chicago to Toledo, I'm like, I really want to fucking go to Toledo, man. I don't want to. I don't want to do this shit. And some cities don't have fucking hubs anymore. Pittsburgh doesn't. Yeah, um, you, a lot of cities you, you can't couldn't get used to be able to straight fight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dude, Pittsburgh can't get direct. Phoenix is tough. Come from east coast to west coast. Phoenix is hard to get into. Wait, dude. from New York to Phoenix? If you're not in a hub. I don't know about New York. Yeah, New, no, no, if New you're York not is, at yeah. a major hub. Right. Phoenix ain't got a hub. They're not a hub anymore. Wow. They're really? Southwest they are. But really? not like normal. Because, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, well, you know the cities. Dallas is American. 
Dallas is American. Uh, United Atlanta is, is Atlanta's uh, Delta. Delta. Detroit's Delta. Yes. De- no, Minnesota, Salt Lake, Detroit, and Atlanta are Delta. And then you got Charlotte is American. Right. Miami's American. Yep. Um, Dallas is American. Mm-hmm. And United is is San Francisco and Houston and Chicago. Like, you know the city's yeah. got the hub. Yeah. You ain't got a major hub. You're like, dude. That's, you know what? That's funny. When I'm going to the airport in, like, in like Toledo, so it's Toledo International Airport. International? Right. You got to go to Chicago to get international. You, you, ain't, you ain't, this ain't international. Direct flights to Columbus. <laughs> That's all they got. Toledo <laughs> National Airport. <laughs> Local. <laughs> I've never flown to Toledo. I just fly to Detroit. No, that's what I do now. I just fly to Detroit and just drive. It's like a, I, less I, I than did, an hour. I did Dayton uh, a week ago, and I was like, I should just fly to Detroit and drive. But I didn't know. Or Cincy? Cincy. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know it was that much further. I thought it was closer, but. Dayton's not a, Dayton's not a terrible airport, though. It's small, but it's not terrible. And I've run into more celebs at the Dayton airport in my life. Really? Anyway, you know, Chappelle flies out there yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I ran, hold on, I ran a DC Young. First time I ever met DC Young fly, Dayton airport. Oh, yeah. I see uh, guys that, uh, what do I, I, I run into people in, uh, in uh, Chicago a lot because we're going either going back to LA altogether mm-hmm. or the airport. So I see, I see, I see DL with the big ass dog. Like hey, I've run into Detroit a couple times. Yeah, I think the most random that <clears throat> looking back on it was kind of cool. Now that I hate to say he passed away, but uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh man! Right when right when um, what was the first big role he did? Forty two. So forty two, yes, yes, Jack yes, Robinson. Yes. So he just did forty two. Had been out for like six seven months, and I'll just never forget. He's in Detroit. I'm walking this way. Never met him. He's walking this way. He had he didn't even have earbuds. He had like the earpiece plugged to his phone. And he was talking to somebody and our eyes met. And I was like, oh, and he went, oh, and he took it. What's up, man? What's up? I never said his name. Yeah. He never yeah. said my name because I didn't know his name. I just knew him from the movie. Yo, and that's... he knew me. And it was like, we just kept it moving. That's stopped for a second. One of the coolest aspects of being famous is that right there. Like I'm in an airport and I'll see somebody. We don't know each other. Like, I see a rapper. Like, we don't know each other. Yeah. Didn't grow up together. And it's like, they see me. All right? Right? It's like, they walk away like, yeah, that was fucking cool, man. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Like, it was a, that was a really cool interaction with, with Chadwick. And then to kind of find out the kind of guy it was. Yeah. It was real quick. No pictures. or I, I, To this day, I don't even know if he knows my name. I didn't know his name. He, look, I he just, walked away and said, man, I just met the guy from, from yeah, Power. That's all I said. <laughs> I don't think Power was out there. <laughs> I just met the guy. I just met Tommy. But it was just funny because he just had his earpiece in and took it out. He, Hold on. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? Right. Dope, and dope. that was it. Kept it moving. That's, this day. that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, for real. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right, man. We've been on here long enough. Is that it? We just end like that? We just. Uh... I, 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 don't, I don't like a grand ending. Okay. You know? It's been real. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll Anything go get my car washed and uh, go home to your wifey and I'm, kid. I'm, I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on tour. Come and see me on tour in any city that uh, <laughs> that you live in. If I'm there, you come and see me. All right, man. I, I do it for real. I appreciate you coming. It's a on. pleasure, bro. It's a yeah. pleasure. It's always fun to. Chop I like how up. we just talk. Like it's not like a you don't have a set list of questions and shit like that. It's I never like, do. We just fucking talk. And you it. can talk. I'm a talker. Some right? people. If we talking sport, if we talking boxing or comedy, we talk boxing. Listen, if we talking boxing or I comedy, end it. let's let's end on boxing. All right, but I'm just saying. I'm, I just say that to say this: we talking comedy or boxing? Do you think, or like you know, family and shit like that? I'll talk forever. Let's go straight to the heavyweights. Deontay and Tyson Fury, right? Right. What do you think of Tyson Fury now? Uh, he's the truth. He's the truth. You can't you can't dispute it. It's like he's been proven. He he won, I, damn near all three fights. You know, one judge the... one judge gives him one point in the 
in the first fight, he won all three. We, I had a heated, not heated, but on the podcast. I don't think he's a cheater. People say that. I don't think he's a cheater. Me and uh, Aries had a disagreement where I said, dude, he's one of the... You and Aries had a disagreement? Uh, boxing disagreement. <laughs> I said, he's one of the best ever. I really think so. Because he's so big. I'm, he, he gets knocked down. He gets back up. He, yes. I mean, granted, he got knocked down with one of the biggest power punches in the history of boxing. And got back up. And Twice. got back up. And he calls it like it's going to happen. I haven't seen anybody since Ali do that. Right? Yes. I'm like this. How do you not say he's one of the best? Like, I think no, Lennox Lewis be, one of the best ever. He has to be one of the best ever. He has to be one of the best ever. He f- knocked the guy out the, that beat everybody else. To be the man, you got to beat the man. He yeah. beat the man and then beat the man and then beat the man. You gotta, I, think, I think Lennox Lewis one of the best ever. I think that this is a blessing in disguise because now we get to see... Because uh, Anthony Joshua is not going to rematch uh, Ulsik. Ulsik. He's not going to rematch him. Ulsik. And... Deontay doesn't have the belts now, so he needs to get back in standing. He needs to get back in the contention. Yeah. So now I think we get to see Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder because now they have to fight to get back in contention. But you don't think one of the, you don't think Wilder would rather fight Usyk? No, Wilder would Wilder would rather fight Usyk. I think. Well, I think Wilder can beat anybody. I think he could beat Joshua. I think he could beat Usyk. Yeah. So he's just chill and just waiting to see what the what works out in his favor and comes his direction. But I think Deontay now, having lost twice, some would argue three times, it's like, damn, where, where's my next fight? What's going to get me back in? Yeah. You know? I, I don't want I want to take, like, a whole year off. And Joshua. To okay, Ulsic, what's going to get me back in? Fuck it. Me and Deontay would be a big, still be a big fight, even with no titles on the line. It would still be a yeah. big fight because people want to see that. And whoever wins is right back in. Well, I don't... To contention. Do you want to see a, a four? No, that's not... Fury what's going to happen is five, Fury's going to beat... Ulsic, yeah, and just ride off into the sunset. He's older now. Keep in mind, Fury's about yeah. 34, 35. Yeah, I'm not sure. So he's gonna win. Get leave it all about. All right, I'm, I'm. You guys have fun. I'm done. I prove. I've retired undefeated. I beat everybody. There's nothing else to prove. Do you think Lennox Lewis is one of the best ever? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yes. I get. I get pushback for Lennox. Yeah. I go. Well, Lennox is one of the best. He beat both guys that beat him. Oliver McCall and and Hasim Rockman. Beat Mike Tyson. Not 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 old Tyson, but he beat Tyson. But he beat, I mean, not young Tyson, but he beat Tyson. No, he beat the, Holyfield. And the two guys that beat him, he destroyed them in the rematches. Yes. Destro- yes. I think Rockman is the one fight he took lightly. He, he slept went to on South Rockman. Africa. He slept on Rockman, he yeah. See, he, was, had, he had a meeting with Mandela the yeah. next day. He slept on Rockman. Yeah, completely. And that was... Who I wanted, I wanted Rockman to be good because he was as they called him the Rock. So I was like, oh, I want him to be good. But he, he, and he didn't take it serious, so... Now, what do you think of the Jake Pauls and... Logan Paul's the world. Listen, man, we have this argument on my social media, me and my guys on a group chat, and one of my boys is like, yo, I hate that he's not a real boxer and he, he's making a mockery. I love the fact that boxing is getting all this new attention that it didn't get, because MMA was stealing boxing's thunder. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that this guy's getting boxing all this attention. I think they should use him just like he's using boxing and put him on undercards of major fights. So now boxing gets that infusion of eyes you know what I'm saying? So put him on a, uh, uh, put him put him on the undercard of a of a Deontay Wilder and a Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that's the whole world right there. Yeah. Even if 50 million people are watching to see Jake Paul, the two million that want to see Deontay Wilder and and uh, and Anthony Joshua, they gotta watch this bullshit. You know, if you claim it's not real, but you still the eyes are on it. The eyes are on boxing. I just want boxing to be back in the public eye like it used to be. Yeah. I never knock anybody. And the, for keep in mind, money. The, yo, I never knock anybody for making money. And this dude actually trains. It's not like he just wings it. 
Yeah. This dude is really training. Yeah. He's really sparring. He has a real trainer, a real dietitian. He works out. He runs. He does. He does the work. You can't knock a person that does the work from where they came from. Any any. He, he does the work on shit talking. Exactly. He knows you know? how to sell a fight. He knows he, how to he sell a fight. He checks every box. I've gotten everyone. Look, and he knocked the mother. Knockouts sell. Chicks mm -hmm. dig the long ball and chicks dig the knockout. Yeah. He knocks motherfuckers out. Yeah. So I was like. He talks the shit. He knocks motherfuckers out. He's flashy. He's white fucking Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, for real. He took a, a perfect page out of Floyd's book. Exactly. Because you know that's I mean? how you do it. And that's what, that's what Floyd is doing with Javante, but Javante doesn't have the mouthpiece at all. He's doing the same thing with Javante. It's like, yo, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put you on pay-per-view. We're going to promote all your shit. You're going to be a pay-per-view star. If you want to see him fight, you got to pay pay-per-view. That's mm -hmm. what they did with Floyd. Yo, fuck Bob Aaron. We over here doing our own thing. Pay-per-view. All you got to do, the only problem is you got to still win. You got to keep winning to yeah. keep that going. Once you lose, you're not a draw anymore. So Floyd did it right. And he's trying to do the same thing with Javante, but Javante doesn't have that appeal. At Javante, all. And then we had shit, we gonna get here. It's like, he don't have that. He Did not... you see the press conference for the guy he was gonna fight? Uh, Romy Romello? I'm gonna knock that motherfucker <laughs> out. With his, look at the motherfucker. He got a fur on. He looked uh, crazy. He could, what'd he say? With a little fucking uh, dinosaur arms. Yeah, he can't wait for reaction. Never. He was like a comic. He was like Denver. He was like this. Yeah, maybe he went back like this. Knock that motherfucker. <laughs> he out. just don't have it. Yeah, it's like this. He got he check every other box, but he can't. He, he got the, he don't have to gift the gab. Yeah. Bad. All right, that's enough boxing talk. I appreciate you coming on, Tony. My man, always Thank a you. pleasure. Anytime. I see you us uh, this weekend, right? I'll see you Friday. Yeah.